Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Wednesday, February 15th. Is your eye evil because I am good? Today's scripture reading is found in Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16 from the message translation, which reads, God's kingdom is like an estate manager who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. They agreed on a wage of a dollar a day and went to work. Later, about nine o'clock, the manager saw some other men hanging around the town square, unemployed. He told them to go to work in his vineyard and he would pay them a fair wage. They went. He did the same thing at noon and again at three o'clock. At five o'clock, he went back and found still others standing around. He said, why are you standing around all day doing nothing? They said, because no one hired us. He told them to go work in his vineyard. When the day's work was over, the owner of the vineyard instructed his foreman, call the workers in and pay them their wages. Start with the last hired and go on to the first. Those hired at five o'clock came up and were each given a dollar. When those who were hired first saw that, they assumed they would get far more. But they got the same, each of them, one dollar. Taking the dollar, they groused angrily to the manager. These last workers put in only one easy hour, and you just made them equal to us who slaved all day under a scorching sun. He replied to the one speaking for the rest, friend, I haven't been unfair. We agreed on the wage of a dollar, didn't we? So take it and go. I decided to give to the one who came last the same as you. Can't I do what I want with my own money? Are you going to get stingy because I'm generous? Here it is again, the great reversal. Many of the first ending up last and the last first. This is God's word. This story would have made great reading material for Jonah as he sat fuming on that hill. At least it makes great reading material for us as we ponder him fuming on that hill overlooking a repentant city that he still hoped would be divinely nuked. As most parables of Jesus go, we, of course, tend to read this for everyone but ourselves, because clearly we don't have an issue with this. We're happy to see everyone included, especially those people, right? You know, the ones you hate. We're not only happy to see them included, we're happy to see them included and blessed over and above us and even before us. I mean, who doesn't love that whole first shall be last and the last first principle as we bask in the great reversal of the kingdom of God? Well, at one time or another, or to one degree or another, just about all of us, which is why Jesus is telling the story in the first place. Admit it, this is us. All we have to do is conjure up images of people groups that especially raise your ire. I mean, do I really need to help you fill in that blank? Lining up by divine appointment to receive a full download of the divine goods by cutting right in front of you. I mean, it's bad enough that they're here at all, but ahead of us for a full download of all the goodies? It's enough to throw us into another Psalm 73 tailspin. Hey, Jonah, is that space next to you still open? 
I mean, seriously, God, how dare you? I love Robert Capon's rather cheeky response to the scandalous grace on display in this story of the workers in the vineyard. He writes, and this is from his book, Kingdom, Grace, Judgment, Paradox, Outrage, and Vindication in the Parables of Jesus. He writes, on the pattern of the Pharisee and the publican, this parable takes a flock of dead ducks and makes them not only equal to the live wires who worked all day, but a lot happier in the end. If I had to give them a heraldic description, I would say that grace, couchant, insouciant grace, grace with her hair down, grace sprawled on the chase lounge with a bottle of champagne, is sinister on their coat of arms. And conversely, on the pattern of the prodigal son, this parable takes a herd of industrious turtles and whacks them over the head with the bad news that there is only good news. Which brings us to yet more helpful reading material for Jonah as he continues fuming on that hill like Mount St. Helens, the prodigal son, which gives us something to look forward to tomorrow. So, as we pause for a moment today, a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, just where do you see yourself in this story of the workers in the vineyard? The first picks for the workforce? The leftover rejects at day's end? Somewhere in between? How readily do you hear your own echo in the complaint of the first workers at the rejects who barely did a thing being treated on par with you? What people groups or even specific individuals would really raise your ire, get you mad, get you furious and yelling at God if you saw them getting access to all the God stuff ahead of you without even really doing a thing for it? Why is this? Lord, I confess sometimes you really annoy and exasperate me. Not showing when and where I need most, not showing those people what for by raining on their parade, preferably with a generous dose of fire and brimstone. Thank you for being able to handle that hot anger in me, for that's the other great lesson of this Jonah story. You let him have his fit and gently drew him back with questions. Thank you for likewise making space for me and my own tantrums, pouring your mercies out on me even as I fume over that same mercy being poured out on certain others. Meet me here in this place of discontent and disruption. Just don't let me stay here too long. In your mercies. <laughs>